previously on Too Cheap for Therapy. <coughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. None of this is usable. Oh, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> it's horrible. Too Cheap for Therapy with Marianne and Corinne. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, y'all. I'm Marianne. Yeah, I'm Corrine. And this is Too Cheap for Therapy. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Yeah, y'all look good. Yeah. You you lost some weight? Yeah, You listened probably. to our previous uh, episode about food? And then immediately gained a lot of weight. No. Oh. Maybe they lost it. Maybe they know? lost weight. I don't know. Maybe, you know what? You look good both ways. Either way, you're, you're beautiful. You look healthy. Don't make us sing the song again. Don't make us sing it. Don't. We're going to get sued. So... Let's start with the pre-ramble. What you got that's not uh, part of whatever we're talking about today? Hmm. Which is mental health. Oh, God. Mental health. <laughs> what a fucking mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm doing pretty good. Got my laundry done. Yay, laundry. Oh, my laundry. I like it. Yeah, it was good. Now I won't be quite so naked. <laughs> that's great. Yes. Yeah. Not showing up to work naked. Right. That's great. I'm yeah. sure your boss and coworkers will appreciate that. Or not, you know. Just it could go either way. Whoever they happen to like to look at naked. I guess, yeah. I don't know, at the I workplace. Mean, I'm not going to kink shame you. Sure. You do you. I had to take Tesla Studios to the shop in Seattle. That was quite a drive. But it's fine. It took 30 minutes. I just had to get a trim... A trim, like a haircut. I had to get the trim around the wheel replaced because uh, something snuck up on me and hit me when I ran into a ditch. That pedestrian was coming right for you? <laughs> sure. Tore your trim off? Of course. It was the ditch's fault. Oh, dear. Damn ditch. Mr. Ditch. That's what we're calling hobos now? No. Oh. Ditches be hitting my car? Ditches be doing a lot of things. Ditches get stitches. Oh. Yeah. Sad. It is. So it was a good experience. I hadn't gone to the shop before, so I did that. And it took 30 minutes, and I was out. Did they even offer to change your oil? There is no oil in Tesla Studios. It is a Tesla. There's only a big-ass battery. Imagine 2,000 iPhones flat laid next to each other. That's how big the battery is. So you say that for battery size, but I'm not allowed to use standard American washing machines? Yes. Oh. Oh, I just wanted to make sure I, we were on the same page. Yeah, we are. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess we should get down to the nitty-gritty, huh? Okay. All right. Well, I, I do have a, uh, a message from one of our listeners. It is Kanice. Kanice Marshall. You've probably heard her from our, um, what do you call it? Like, not a promo, but... Promo? Is it a promo? <laughs> promo. Yeah, it's, a, it's an advertisement. <laughs> Yes. Yes. In the middle of our show, she has an advertisement about her book. So she wrote in and she said, I enjoy your episodes so much. They help give me a break from the craziness of my own life. But I wanted to write and say, you keep trying for a sign off, but you already have one. You've said, have a day in each episode. I would go with that. It makes me smile. But I'm just one listener. LOL. Have a day. Have a day, ladies. Kanice. That's real sweet. Yeah, that's real sweet. Thank you, ma'am. We probably will continue to say have a day, but I love tormenting Kareen and putting her on the spot and making her think of the second part of, like, a sign-off. I'm very good at it. You're great. The last one, the, oh, that was a wolf. That was genius. That's a medical issue. Oh, is it? Yeah. When you turn into a wolf? I can't help but be a wolf. Once a month. With the moon. Oh, God. It's moon-related. I bet. It's lunar. <laughs> well, what are we talking about? Mental health? We are talking about all types of mental health. How's your mental health, Marianne? It's not great. But Mine neither. <laughs> but it's better with medication. Mine also. Yay! That's it. Pills. All right. Loose pills. Take your loose pills, people. <laughs> How many times do I have to say it? Uh, if you guys need some pills, I can just mail them to you loosely in an envelope. That sounds illegal. 
I think it's okay as long as you write not drugs on it. Sure. Am I allowed to share my prescription? No, um, probably not. Not in this country. Oh, no, that's right. But we can travel. I've been thinking about driving up to Canada and getting some prescription drugs on the cheap because it's so fucking expensive here in America. Yes, it's terrible. And I, I don't have health insurance. Right. What is we going to do? Mm. We're going to go to Canada and get some drugs. I don't think they're just scooping them out like Winco Bulk, you know? I think you have to still have some kind of doctor. Well, I know, but if I get a prescription for the medication I'm already taking... Can I just give that script to someone in Canada and be like, can you, can I have this? That's a good question for Canada. Our Canadian listeners, please tell me if I can have some prescription drugs, please. Because I would like them. Yeah, I would also like them. I would like medication in bulk. Thank you. Thanks and good night. (laughs) All right. Send drugs. Send drugs. And money for drugs. The Uh, end. And we might spend some of that money on food. Right on. Because some of those pills you got to take with, a, you know, some in your stomach. That's true. You want to barf? N- no. No, you do not, ma'am. Can I? So I have to eat with the pills. You could drink a little milk. Oh, sure. Out of a bag. Okay. Just like Canada. If you're going to do it in Canada. I love it. Go to Tim Hortons. Get one of those little uh, donut holes that they don't call donut holes. They call them like... Tim Holes or... Tim Bits. Tim Bits? Tim Bits is what they call them. (laughs) And the only reason I know that is because we have a hummingbird, a resident hummingbird who lives in our tree, of Mm -hmm. which we have many, but one has a hummingbird in it. Okay. And his name is Nabisco, (laughs) and he comes to visit. And then when we were in Canada on our cruise, when we stopped and went to Victoria, we went to Bouchard Gardens, which was beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, lovely. And Marianne and Brian were there, and it was great, great fun times. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Julian spotted another hummingbird, and I said, oh, that's Nabisco's cousin from Canada. His name is Timbit. <laughs> so. But you previously knew that information. Where did you first learn the Timbits? Oh, I don't know. It was just acquired knowledge, and you can't remember how. Osmosis. I, I mean, it. I didn't study the history of Tim Horton. Were you born in Canada? Not that I know of. Are you Canadian? Not that I know of. Okay. I'm going to need to see your papers. I'm undocumented. That's fine. No, I'm not undocumented. I accept everyone who lives in this country. Good. All right. Yeah. Because we're all Americans. That's right. Mm-hmm. We are, just like RuPaul says, I am American, American. You're going to get in trouble for using that song. Uh, but I'm promoting it. I love RuPaul. Well, I mean, he does need promotion, right, from us? Sure. Because we're big. <laughs> sure. We reach a large audience of tens of listeners. Of course. You know so, who else I love? I don't know. Cat. Cat. She's one of our Patreons. I love Cat too. Thanks, Cat. Well, thanks, Cat. She Chris sent and us some dollars. You can only be a Patreon if your name starts with a C or a K. Yeah, apparently. It turns out. So all the Christinas and who else? Other Chris's and. No Karens. No Karens? I don't want any Karens. What if Karens has money? Karens are busy talking to the manager. That's true. They don't have time for us. That's accurate. Yes. It is highly accurate and very sad. All right. So mental health. <laughs> this one's going to be easy. Quick, easy. Solve all the solve problems. Solve everybody's problems. Go home. So let's see. So when we're talking about mental health, what are we talking about? We're talking about emotional health, mm-hmm. social health, mm-hmm. and psychological well-being. Yes. That's a lot of shit. That is. That's a lot to keep track of. That is a lot for the human brain to deal with. I can't remember the last time I had a sandwich. Let alone take care of my own mental health. Okay. Well, hopefully you remember to take your meds. Yeah, that's good, too, if I remember to take my meds. Yeah, I'll probably just put put a bunch of loose pills between two pieces of bread and... <laughs> take a pill sandwich. Call that a sandwich. Um, yeah, so here's one that I have. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, jazz hands at the end. So, oh my god, I have anxiety too. Oh my god, oh I'm my losing god. my mind. Oh my god, did you see that South Park episode about anxiety where Cartman is like fake diagnosed with anxiety and he clearly doesn't have anxiety, but he runs around being an asshole and he's like, I have anxiety. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh my god, you should watch it. It sounds fun. It's funny because. I mean, I think people with anxiety get a bad rap. Like, why are they so overly emotional and mean and weird? And why are they hiding in that corner? I think you're right. 
It's because they're anxious and they're not Cartman. Cartman's just a dick. Yeah. And you can be anxious and a dick. Yeah. Or you can be anxious and not a dick. But be perceived as kind of dickish. Or you can be not anxious and be a dick. Yeah, but then you're just a regular dick without anxiety. Yeah, that's the truth. But um, I've had anxiety... I recently realized I've had it my whole life. I didn't get diagnosed with it until I was in my 20s because I got married and thought, Jesus Christ, I'm crazy and I can't have children like this. Yeah, I really did. But I remember being six years old and having heartburn Mm -hmm. and not knowing what heartburn was, but having heartburn. And I mean, I was like a fit kid and I ate really healthy and we didn't, you know, we ate lots of vegetables and fruits and that was pretty much it. And good proteins, very American diet. Is that what you're supposed to do? Well, we didn't eat a lot of junk. My mom cooked a lot and it was all really healthy, nice food. So yeah. So So why did you have heartburn? Um, Presumably because I was horribly anxious and was having like reflux issues because of it. I remember laying awake all night, all night, because I was worried that I hadn't done my homework for the next day. And you're six. Yes. Even though I had gone through my backpack, everything was done, everything was good, I was, I would convince myself of crazy things like, like if I was walking home from school, Mm because we lived like four blocks from school, if I was walking home from school and no one else was walking the way I was walking, Mm -hmm. I would convince myself that somehow I'd managed to leave school early and that I was going to be in horrible trouble. Yeah. Just so anxious that you would make stuff up. Yeah. And that persisted even into adulthood for me. Like, um, I don't know if anybody else has this, but I've read about it and I kind of want to make it known because I think that other people do have it and they think I'm just totally bad shit. So here's the thing. You're not. Other people have this too. Mm -hmm. Um, driving, especially at night, Having panic attacks and having your brain convince you that you've hit someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have that too? I've done that. Yeah. Not hit someone. (laughs) Let me clarify. I haven't hit anyone. I've hit and run so (laughs) many people. But I've had that experience where it's like, oh my God. And you work yourself up so much. Yeah. You start hyperventilating. It's not good. I have turned around and driven the same road again to To make sure there's not someone dying on the side of the road. Yeah, it's really, uh, really messes with your brain. I think people get a bad rap as far as like, oh, well, just, you know, buck up. Yeah. Get over Stop it. Stop being so anxious. Oh, okay. Because I think the way people use the word anxious is just, um, I don't know, another way to say nervous sometimes. It's not interchangeable. You know, you can be anxious about something, one event that is coming up, like, oh, I'm anxious about this play that I'm going to be in. Great. But if you have anxiety, that's something different. Right. If you can't leave your house because you're just not sure whether or not you unplugged your curling iron that you didn't use today, but you have to turn around and now you're late for work because you're crazy. That's a slightly larger issue. You're not crazy. Don't worry about it. But you feel crazy until you get somebody to tell you, like, nope, it's just problems in your wiring yeah and you wired wrong and that's not good sometimes I venture out of doors and hang out with friends whom I love I love hanging out with people but you know how um there are two or three different types of people where some people get their energy from hanging out with other people and human interaction and that's how they get like their battery recharged and other people get their battery recharged by being alone and fucking off from everybody else. That's how I get my battery recharged. But I I seem kind of extroverted because I love hanging out with people, but by the end of the hangout, I'm exhausted and I need to be somewhere else. So one time Adam and I were going somewhere, hanging out with friends. Before the event that we were going to with friends, we met up with those group, that group of friends earlier to like get dinner. So we're chit-chatting with them for an hour. Then we go do the thing for another hour and a half. Then after whatever the event was, one of the friends was like, hey, let's go do something else after that. And I remember I specifically told that friend, oh, no, I'm my batteries run out and I'm, I'm done hanging out with people. Adam thought that was so rude. He's like, you can't say that to people. Just tell them you're tired. And he and I had a private moment where I was like, but I'm not pri- but I'm not tired. I'm going to go home and probably stay up until midnight and play video games by myself. I just can't be around people right now. I would rather someone say I can't be around people right now because then it sort of gives you an idea of what they're going through instead of being like, my friends are always so tired. What what has happened to my friends? They never sleep. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's actually just they're needing some mental health breaks. Yeah, I'd rather people be honest with me, like my friend Ginger. Ginger, hi! Hi, she, Ginger. She listens. Gingy. Hi, Ginger. Hey, Ginger. Hey. The first time I met Ginger, <laughs> I thought she was kidding about her name. My name's Marianne. Her name's Ginger, just like Gilligan's Island. So I was like, hi, my name's Marianne. And she goes, hi, my name's Ginger. And I thought she was pulling my leg. She was not. She was not. Turns out she was deadly serious. Yes, she was. So Ginger um, doesn't really like hugs that often, which is fine. But that's something I had to remember when I would see her. Like, I'm used to greeting friends with hugging. And when she said that, I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad that you told me and you were honest so that, you know, number one, I'm not hugging you each time I see you and secretly making you mad. You know, you get what you want. You just tell me what you need. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Yeah. I think there's too much politeness and not enough honesty. I think there's so much stigma associated with it, like being depressed. And there's so many people of the greatest generation (laughs) who think that we're all just a bunch of babies. Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, and part of it is that... The di- I had shell shock. <laughs> oh, dear. I didn't go to no therapist. Uh, you like a, may well have you needed to. Yeah, you probably should have before you killed your entire family, George. Right. Jesus. Or ended up just drinking yourself into the bottom I'm of a bucket somewhere. Lord. Don't self-medicate, sir. Well, you could a little, but... Well, not that much. Not that much. Maybe, Maybe a little less than that. Go to the therapist for your shell shock. You could, or, you know, just... Don't? No. <laughs> Is there an alternate? I'm just trying to give options. <laughs> no, that's here. the only option. You gotta get that shit out. Okay, that's fine. Another thing I appreciate about Ginger's honesty, and I think this is kind of when I learned, oh, I can tell people that I have to fuck off and I can't hang out with you because I'm anxious about whatever. I learned from you, Ginger. Great. Another thing was I um, was like touched by an angel. It really was. Was she Irish? Um, sure, she can be in And a redhead? Holy yeah. shit, it really is touched by she an angel. She can be Irish in this scenario. Okay. <laughs> call us, call in, uh, leave us a voice message in your best Irish accent, Please Ginger. do. We'd, I'd love to hear that. I would also. So, um, another thing that sort of blew my mind at the time, um, a group of friends and I were going to get together. We had planned this like three weeks in advance because we all have busy schedules. We meet up at the restaurant and Ginger's not there. So we were all texting her, like, hey, are you on your way? What time are you coming? Yada, yada. And then right, like, five minutes before we were all supposed to meet there, she's not technically late, she texts us all and she's like, yeah, I'm in my pajamas. I'm not coming. And that's perfectly fine because we all are friends with her and we know the reason why. She's just not up to hanging out with people. She wants to be alone right now. And that's fine. Yay. I have a lot of those moments and I think... I don't really have a good way to express it, so I'm just very straightforward with it. But I hope that people aren't sad about that, because I think the thing about being anxious about going out and doing things sometimes is, like, it's not a reflection on the other person. No. It's purely, I just won't right now. Right. It's not that I can't. I could, but I wouldn't have a good time, and I'm not trying to bring down your good time. Right. I I think about that often when you come out and we don't want you to ruin everything. Yeah, that's most of the time. Just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, she's not kidding. (laughs) That is true, and this podcast is over! (laughs) She just left Tesla Studios, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. No, well, I have that issue um, with not wanting to attend events that I've previously promised I'll go because I have more depression than anxiety. So yes, I'm anxious about the situation, but sometimes I just get so down in the dumps that I physically cannot get out of bed. And I feel like the laziest piece of shit, but then I have to remember on my better days, like I have to remember, okay, it's not me being lazy. It's that depression is just, it sucks the life out of you and you have no energy or motivation. So I can't get up. So I just text everyone like, yeah, I'm not leaving my house, guys. I'm real sad. I have that sometimes too. And for me, sometimes what I have to do is just say, you know, 
even though I spent the rest of the day in bed, I did get up. I did get my kids off to school. Mm -hmm. I did do the, you know, the things that I 100% had to do. And that's going to have to be enough today. Yeah. Today's not going to be a real productive day. Yeah. And I try not to feel bad about it. Sometimes you just got to be in bed. Sometimes you just have to watch cat videos. <laughs> true. On the internet, and that's all you're going to do today. That's true. And that's okay. Yeah, but you, it's still a cycle. Well, I experienced the cycle where I think I'm a lazy piece of shit. I haven't gotten out of bed. It's past noon. I haven't done anything. I've watched all the cat videos. I mean, I just wish I, I had the motivation when I'm when I'm that depressed to do something even in the bed, but I can't. I can't focus. My mind is just all over the place, and I can't do anything. I mostly, my depression mostly just makes me very, very tired. Like, mm. I just feel like I could sleep, or not even sleep, but just be in bed mm. forever. Yeah. And that's pretty difficult when you have things like jobs. Yeah. Or, you know, a need for groceries <laughs> or a family. Or gotta, a pet. Got to get all that milk for the chinchillas. Oh, God, the milk. I got to yeah. milk the... T Somebody's got to get up and milk the chinchillas. <laughs> you want them to get all bloated? That's right. And somebody's got to hawk that milk on the internet. Hawk the milk. Yeah. Sure. And that somebody is me. That's right. So that's all we have for you today. <laughs> so I got a message from my friend Hero. Hey, Hero. Hi, Hero. He's in Japan. He's my friend. He's Japanese. Yes, he's very Japanese. And um, he wanted to write in and share a story. Awesome. Yeah. So he says, hi, I'm Hero from Japan. I'm 27 years old. I lived in the U.S. for three years, and Marianne is one of my friends. He continues with, I lost my two close friends two years ago. I met these two friends in the mental hospital where we were all patients. And one friend was 30 years old, who was a lawyer, and the other one was a hostess around the same age. And I guess I should clarify that she wasn't a hostess for a restaurant. In Japan, they have, like, hostess clubs where you can go in, and usually it's the men who sit with these ho female hostesses. And the hostesses pretty much just talk them up. And they're like companions just where you stay in the room with... It's like a club setting. Is it like modern-day geisha? Like somebody to laugh at your jokes um, and pour your drink? Pretty and... much, but not with the full geisha regalia. Right. It's more modern-day, yeah. Okay. So it's nothing sexual. You know, it's just, oh, I laughed at your jokes. You're a funny businessman. So they pay for her time to sit there and talk with her. And, you know... They try to, hey, let's have a drink. Why don't you buy the champagne or whatever? So that was her job. It's a really long explanation. Well, it's kind of a, a complex job. Yeah. Oh, and if you get the chance, you should watch this documentary. It's called um, Host Boys. And it's the male counterpart to the female hostesses. Is it on the Netflix? It is. Oh, maybe I will. It maybe is. I won't. But maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe you will. Sure. <laughs> he continues with, When we were all in the hospital together, we became close friends. After we were discharged from the hospital, we spent one day at the beach. We talked about life and the future. I couldn't predict what would happen a week later. I got a phone call from my hostess friend. She called to tell me that our lawyer friend had killed himself. I wasn't able to attend the funeral because his mother didn't want people to know that he was in the middle hospital by association after that she said she would make a photograph album for him and go to his home and pray for him as is customary in Japanese culture we decided that we would go to his house together a few days later I got a phone call from her brother he said that she died of an overdose I went to her funeral with a mutual friend and I put her favorite brand of cigarette on her photo it was a low point for me, and I tried to kill myself. I survived that attempt, and I go to their houses to pray every year. And then he says, Time cures the sadness, but I know that they are always with me. I keep our memories close, and I continue to live for them. Oh, hero. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, it's so sad, though. It is very, very sad. Suicide is 
really fucked up. Like, yeah. I had uh, an acquaintance commit suicide. Not an acquaintance. We were friends in high school. Mm-hmm. We spent some time together in high school. Originally, I was friends with her older sister and then became friends with her. And she would come spend time with me on occasion. And then we sort of, you know, as we were graduating and stuff, sort of lost touch. And then a few years after that, when my kids were little... Um, we found each other on Facebook, yeah. and we chatted by, you know, private message and said, oh my gosh, my kid is this old, oh my gosh, your kid is that old, we should get together, we should have a play date, it would be so much fun, I'd love to, you know, touch base with you again, connect with you again, and it wasn't long after that that she killed herself, mm-hmm. and I have a real issue that I think I need to probably work through. My very first impulse when someone kills themselves is to be so angry. Why? Like, I just have this intense anger, like... I don't know. I think it's it's because it's so abrupt and it's so final and it's like how could you how could you do that? Do you see it as them being selfish? I thought about that. I really don't. I think it's more anger that there's so much that could have been that wasn't yeah. and that will never be. True. And I've definitely come to different terms with it now mm. in that it's not selfish, you know. It's 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 a mental issue and it's certainly a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Well, for some people it doesn't feel temporary. You know, it absolutely doesn't feel temporary because if it did, then you could. Yeah. Like when you're a teenager and you know, you break up with your significant other and I'm so upset and depressed for a week. Yeah. Please don't do anything. Teenagers. You will get through that. But if you have clinical depression, Sometimes it, it just goes on and on and on. Like those famous people who kill themselves. Um, the chef, what's his name? Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. And there was a um, fashion icon. She killed herself. Is it Ann Taylor? No, I don't think so. Um, Robin Williams killed himself. Yes. Everyone was, they're always so shocked. Like, he looked so happy. He had a family. He had children. None of that matters when you're so depressed. I heard... Um, kind of a quote that I'm probably going to butcher. It was, I'm sorry, it was Kate Spade. Kate Spade, that's it. Yeah, Ann Taylor, she's probably alive and kicking, huh? Well, let's look. So I heard this, um, this saying, it's kind of a comparison to help people understand why someone might even think about killing themselves, is that imagine you are on the 16th floor of a building. The building's on fire. You're, you're going to die from this fire or smoke inhalation, what do you do? Do you just wait? Because there's no getting out of the fire, or do you jump out of the window? So the building being on fire is to represent your depression. Like, you're constantly in pain. Your your brain makes you think it's physical pain, so you're constantly exhausted. You can't concentrate on things. You're just so sad. All you You're just suffering the whole time. So the only way some people think to get rid of that pain is to kill themselves, like jumping out of that window of the building. And it's not right. I'm not condoning suicide at all. Please don't do it. There are other options. Like medication! Yeah, I think that's a big problem, especially in America, because clearly we have gotten so far away from providing any kind of help and resources to anyone that mental illness isn't even considered. I mean, look, for Christ's sakes, people are dying because they can't afford their insulin. Do you think mental health is even a consideration? America doesn't give a shit, especially with the armed forces. The poor military, like, they go to war. They see crazy shit that no one should have to see during war at all. They come back, and if they go seek treatment, sometimes they're deemed as unfit to continue to be in the military and they're dishonorably discharged. So, what, of course, they're not going to say anything. They want to keep their job. So they're like, everything's fine. I'm fine. And then once they are either honorably discharged or medically discharged or they leave the military, then they have all these night terrors. Some of them, there have been a few uh, reports of a small percentage, like, killing their spouses while they're having, like, these night terrors and they think they're back in the war, you know? They need counseling. It's like as if you work for me at a coffee shop that I own, and when you come in, I roundhouse kick you in the face, and then as you stand there bleeding, I say, go home, you're not fit to work today. right. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a problem. That is an issue. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've been suicidal. 
too many times to count. But there was one time when I got real close. It was a dark time. That is a dark time. It really is. So, you know, if one of your friends is super uber depressed and they're not being themselves or something, just check up on them, okay? That would be good, but don't be offended if they don't want to pour their heart out to you, but do make it known that you're there for them. Because that's the best thing anybody's ever done for me is just said, you know, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here. Right. Because I think a lot of it can be feeling very alone. Right. Like, even in a, a group of people, you can feel completely alone, so. Yeah. And maybe make some food and bring that. Right on, bring that food. Yeah. And like um, what I said earlier about when Robin Williams killed himself, everyone was, oh, he has a family and he has a wife and this and that. Like, those things are supposed to stop his depression. I don't, I don't get it. Like... I've been in that mindset where you're preparing yourself for suicide and you're like, yes, all of my loved ones are here. They're going to be better off without me. Because in your mind, that's that's what your sick brain does. And it thinks, okay, well, I'm causing this huge issue for them. It'll, I'll be better. It'll be better if I'm gone. Yeah, a lot you know? of people say that. And that is kind of an overarching part of suicide, I think, because... We immediately think, how could you leave? How could you leave me? Don't leave me, you know? But it's not about you, it's about them. Yeah, and I think that's why um, some people who are contemplating doing that get their affairs in order. You know? Like, set up a will out of nowhere. Pay off bills and... Give things away. Yeah. Man. That's no good. Oh. Keep your stuff. Keep your stuff so you feel obligated to be here to take care of That's it. That's right. A note to our listeners. I heard that the phrase commit suicide is something that people using the English language are trying to get rid of. Because when you commit suicide, it makes it sound like it's a mortal sin. And it puts like a religious sort of spin on it. Which, I ain't religious. So, you know. Someone can die by suicide. They kill themselves. You know, don't say commit suicide. Yeah, because it, I mean, that makes it seem like like he committed a crime. Right. Like, oh, you know, I mean, it is horrible, but it's not that that person is horrible. Right. It's that a horrible thing happened. I'm, it's the same right. as if someone was in a horrible car crash, right. you know? You wouldn't say like, oh, he committed a car crash. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, he committed adultery. No, he cheated on you, girl. Girl. That's right. He ain't commit nothing. Mm-mm. He committed to cheating on you. That's what he committed to. I think he did commit to that. <laughs> and you, sir, are a dickweed. Didn't he commit to love and cherish and honor and all that? New man on the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> Lizzo, we need you. Oh, Lizzo is my spirit animal. Mama Lizzo. Oh, Lizzo. Yeah. I love her. If Lizzo thinks I'm beautiful and I'm worthy, then I it's high time I should be starting to think about that about myself. Thank you, Lizzo. Yeah, that's right. Thanks. Thanks, ma'am. For all that you do. <laughs> Good God. And that's been the Lizzo Podcast. Yep. See you next week with more Lizzo. <laughs> so you're medicated. Yes. Heavily. Heavily medicated at all times, please. As am I. Yeah. And it makes me sad that for a long time I felt like I couldn't tell anybody that. Yeah. Because I didn't want people to think I was crazy. Right. But people should be happy that I'm medicated. (laughs) Yes. Because if you'd ever seen me unmedicated, (laughs) you'd have thoughts and they wouldn't be positive. My family and friends have seen me unmedicated. Whew. Night and day. You yeah. do feel crazy, but that crazy, when you're unmedicated, seems like you're normal. Like, that's your baseline. You don't know anything other than that crazy baseline. Right. So when you start taking meds and it's in your system and you're like, oh, this is what the normies feel. They don't feel crazy all the time or anxious or depressed all the time. This is great. Now you have a new baseline. So you're talking about medication. Mm-hmm. Taking them pills. So, like I said earlier... Mm-hmm. Pill popping. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you send me a paper bag full of pills? Um, paper bag? 
Well, what clinic do you go to? Uh, Mine's in the back of a van. Oh, okay. No, it's really not. Oh. I get my tattoos there, too. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Tattoos and loose pills. Tattoos with a side of hepatitis medication. Mm. Make sure those needles are clean, people. Gross. Don't go in the back of the van. Don't do that. So, as I had said previously, I have had anxiety since I was a very, very young child. Very young. Uh, I wasn't diagnosed at the time, but obviously now I look back and realize, like, oh, you broke your brain when you were real little. Mm. So, my husband, God bless his soul. He's still alive, but God bless his soul. <laughs> um, he had to deal with my crazy bullshit mm -hmm. from the time we were 16. Mm. And we got married when I was... I'd say I was almost 21. Okay. So still very young, but we've been together for several years and we went and got our first apartment together and I remember there being times I thought he is absolutely going to leave me because oh. I was so crazy. I mean, I could not help it. I would have a panic attack and I would scream. I would be screaming. It's not okay. It's not okay. Because the first thing anyone says is, it's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's really not. And that in my head, it's really not. That does not calm me down. No, it was... Uh, Don't worry, it's okay. Is it? Because I'm going to go, like it is. oh, thank God, it's okay. <laughs> I'm so right. relieved. Well, let's go get some dinner. Now that you've mentioned that it's okay, I feel right. great. And I mean, I understand people are doing the best they can. And they really do want you to understand that it's okay. But I wasn't in the mental place where I could right. understand it you was okay. Free. Because I was au naturel. Oh, no. Naked and running through the neighborhood. <laughs> now, I talk about being naked a lot, but I'm actually kind of a never nude. I, Corinne I got loose again. Everything. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm never oh. nude. <laughs> I'm never nude. I wear tiny jean shorts in the shower. Why you gotta judge? All right. That's Anyway. Fine. So, um, I ended up going to the doctor, and I had so much anxiety about going to the doctor. Yes. That was another major issue oh, for me. Oh, my God. And me, too. the first thing they wanted me to do was therapy, and I'm like, I am so anxious about the whole concept of going to therapy yeah. that I couldn't do it. I'm like, well, I've got to get okay yeah. first. Let me I take can't. some pills first. And so they handed me a fistful of pills. And you just... And actually, my doctor was them. really great. He was a younger man, so he was probably in his... I would think he was in his 40s or something. Mm -hmm. And he was very sweet. And he was like, listen, some people's brains just aren't wired right. And it might be something you need long term, but it might just be something you need just to get through whatever's right. going on right now. And and then you can be okay after that. And that was exactly what I needed to hear. Because the whole thing was I wanted to have kids. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to do it if I was insane. But I also wasn't going to do it if I had to be on and off of meds right. and you know what I mean? Like it just So what did you do me. during your pregnancies? Did you stop taking your medication or I did take yeah. something else? I did. I stopped um oh, taking no. it. I was taking Prozac. And you know How the did thing you is do it for nine months. Well it has a long half life, first of all. That's good. Um Prozac is one of the ones that is approved for like second and third trimester. Oh, okay. But I didn't take it because I I was just too anxious about something oh happening God, to yeah. my baby. So, um, and I could feel myself, it has a long half-life, so I, I was still okay, but I could feel myself as time went on, getting like like that downward slide. I feel the crazy you know? coming. Or I really did. I started to kind of get <laughs> not okay too. with stuff, and then I knew it was time to go back on, but yeah. by then I was done breastfeeding and gestating oh, and all that, yeah, all that stuff. So That's it was backwards. all good. Gestating and then breastfeeding. Don't you don't run my life. <laughs> so you're breastfeeding what? Your husband? I will gestate <laughs> and breastfeed <laughs> whomever I wish. In public. <laughs> Which is your right. Which is my God-given right. That's fine. <laughs> in these United States. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'll, uh, I'll milk my chinchillas anywhere, too. <laughs> That's right. Anywhere. Oh, my God. Anytime. Look out, Red Robin patrons. <laughs> I'm all up in your restaurant milking my chinchillas. <laughs> right on their table. Right on the table. That's right. Yeah, so I'm really glad I got that sorted out. It makes me sad that I did not get it sorted out earlier because mm -hmm. my whole life with college and initial work experiences and stuff could have been so much simpler for me. It is so, I think this is something people don't realize about anxiety is that it takes so much physical energy. Yeah. To deal with your brain sabotaging you all the time. Right. That it is literally exhausting. Like, it's all you can do to get through the day because you're so, at least I was, so paranoid that every little thing was so blown out of proportion. And I didn't have, like, a good grasp on, you know, reasonable perception. Because 
you hadn't experienced it yet. Right. That's how I felt, too. That, um, I just felt so exhausted all the time, and I didn't know why, and I just thought the those thoughts that I had in my anxious brain were normal, like, constant rapid-fire questions in my brain, like, what about this? What if this happens? What if, well, I can't go there because this might happen. And I just, and I wouldn't say these things, but I just thought it was a normal process that everyone had in their brains. After I started taking medication and the questions lessened and quieted down, I was like, oh my god, I'm so bored. Right. <laughs> There's not a constant terror or anxiety, like, keeping me alert at all times. And that was one of the things I went through, too. I asked Mike about, they said it'd be about six to eight weeks before anything really changed. So I thought, okay, well, I mean, doing anything is better than what I'm doing right now. Right. I'm just losing my shit all the time. Right. So about two months, three months later, I asked my husband, I said, hey, you know, I've been on my meds for a while. What do you think? Because I was really concerned that that my anxiety was part of my personality mm. and that I was going to be really different. And maybe that would be good, but maybe not. Like you'd be a zombie or something. Right. Like, yeah. I've seen those people who take medication for whatever mental illness they have, and then they, they're they not themselves anymore. They're right. They're just, like, drooling messes. And some meds do that, but yeah. these ones did not. So, And sometimes you have to go through several to find the one that, you know, does the best for you, that, right. that keeps you you, but not you on the ceiling needing to be peeled off with a broom all <laughs> right, the time. Right. Not somebody, you know, like, get out of the drywall and right. you're just in between the two walls and you just can't, you just can't do anything. Well, you just dig a hole in the drywall and yeah. stuff yourself in there? I got a lot of asbestos in my lungs. I bet you do. I sure do. It's real crackly. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a crackling fire. Oh, no. Um, so, I asked him, you know, what do you think? What do you think of who I am? Because we were essentially newlyweds and you know I didn't want to like go blowing it and mm -hmm. did he notice ruin everything he said you're still you you're still very much you but you're about three levels lower oh and I thought shit that's probably a good thing huh? less intense and much less, less worried and intense huh. much less worried much more uh stable and capable I've always been capable but there's always all that nagging in my brain that won't stop about but what about this what about this yeah. what about this and to quiet that down is like, it is, it's like a vacation yes. or something. We're like, holy shit. It's kind of like a helicopter parent constantly there, and you're a 36-year-old woman, and this helicopter parent is in your brain like, well, what about this? If you do this, what's going to happen? Are you, is this a good idea? You probably shouldn't do it. Like, get away, Mom! Remember when you said that thing the other day? Everybody listened to that, oh and they're all thinking about it. God, I know. Taking medication has really made me see, like, prior to medication, I was so worried about how other people perceived me, and if I said something stupid that I thought was in my mind, that's really stupid, why did I say that? And I would just micro, like, analyze it for weeks. But now, since I have medication, I'm like, I don't give a shit. This is me, medicated, I'm good, you good, we good. Show your ass, do it, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Who taught you show your ass? Um, <laughs> I think I just picked it up. Oh my god, was it me or my family oh, members? It, it could have very well it been. It was probably Tiffany. It was probably your whole family. <laughs> they yep. really showed their ass. Oh, showing your ass. Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow Song series, featuring my debut novel, The Call from the Willow, now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. It is so applicable to the situation. That's right. Though. They showed their ass. Mm -hmm. There is something important to be remembered about that, that even the things that you do that you feel like are so egregious and right in your face, stupid, and I can't believe I made that mistake. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is thinking about it. Usually because they're so worried about how they're being perceived and what they just said, they probably have have um, anxiety that's not medicated. Right. They're so, people are so consumed with their own image that they're not worried about me, where I'm on the other end concerned about my own image. <laughs> well, I mean, even think about celebrities. I mean, there are, there are celebrities, because they're human beings, newsflash, they're real people. Yeah. And, and they're usually short. And they typically are much They're shorter so than they short. appear. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise. You know why? Because the film industry uses a lot of stilts. 
Sure. Lots, lots, and artificial limbs. So they're like the circus? To make everyone like a gazelle. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Okay. So that's an important one to remember. Like, do you remember off the top of your head, are you obsessing about something that a celebrity did 15 years ago? Most of that stuff gets forgotten until some asshole digs it up for a shitty article. That's true. Yeah. But sometimes we shouldn't forget. Mike Tyson, rapist, went to jail, got out, people forgot. Something yeah. should not be forgotten. That's true. O.J. Simpson, let's let's keep an eye. Killed his wife and that guy. Oh, that's so terrible. I'm all for the black community. And he got a fair trial, but there was some trickery. But previously to that, there was, you know, the Rodney King situation and all the beatings and all that shit. So I can see why everybody was like, yeah, finally some quote-unquote justice, but you know he did it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. America's fucked up. America is a real damn mess. Give me some health insurance, y'all, so I can get some more medication. That would be good. Thanks. And I've never been a big proponent for medication, but man, there are things that need it. It's... It's like saying, some people will say, like, well, if you, you know, if you're just going to lay around all the time, you're going to be depressed. What you need to do is get out into nature and appreciate things and pet bunnies and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, why can't we say the same thing for diabetics? Like, hey. Just go out in the sunshine. You'll be fine. What are you, a baby? <laughs> Throw your insulin away and go and, you know, just fix it with nature. What, do you have a heart condition? Yeah. Just go outside, pet some bunnies. What are you, a wiener? Jeez. Yeah. Exactly. So I think it's sad that it's taken as a weakness. Right. Whereas everything else is physical. It really is a physical thing. Your brain is is a physical thing. Yeah. And if it's shooting off signals all crazy like, it's going to make you crazy. That's true. But if you can do something about that, then take some drugs. Do it. Do it. I have um, some friends who are bipolar, and then I have friends who are schizophrenic, and they're all medicated. But a few of them, I remember them prior to medication. And, um, like, one of my friends who's bipolar, back in the day, we didn't know what that was. Being young people in college, we didn't know what bipolar was. And the film industry makes people with bipolarism or whatever look insane. And schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah, like, I get it. There are some cases when people with those mental illnesses do crazy stuff i know like that guy in canada who um, was schizophrenic and he ate that dude on that greyhound bus yeah well he didn't eat them all he like ate part of his ear just a taste and put another ear in his pocket for later he was really unmedicated and i think if you do some criminal shit like that you kill a dude on a greyhound bus and try to nibble on them and eat part of them you should go somewhere and never be released from wherever you are. Some mental hospital. Sorry, I don't think even medicated and they release you into the wild. You could just stop taking that medication and eat some more people. No, thank you. Yeah, that's crossed some kind of line. Yeah. Probably. You've lost my trust once you tasted James. Okay, but I mean, can I earn it back? No, once oh. you've eaten human flesh? No, ma'am. I understand if you like... I don't know. I'm schizophrenic, and then I robbed a bank. I'm, I was out of my mind or something. I thought, I don't know. I did something that didn't kill anyone and eat them. That's different. Well, that's one of the big problems, right, is that we neglect mental health, and then it affects people who are mentally yes. healthy. And then people get eaten on a greyhound. And then, before you know it, people got eaten. People get ate up. People get ate up. Shit. It's like on that plane in the Andes. Oh, uh, well, that was a different situation. They were all that schizophrenic. Was sur- no, they weren't. That no. was survival. And Corinne, I'll tell you right now, if we landed in the Andes and it was cold and you were just lying there dead, I might nibble on you. I'm so sorry. Okay, but tell me this. Hmm? If I was lying there sleeping, <laughs> you going to eat me. I know it. <laughs> I got eight. And I've told my friends, I don't know, maybe. Well, I'm telling you guys now. If something happens and it's um, live or die situations, life or death situations. Ride or die. (laughs) Ride or die bitch situations. And I'm dead, go ahead, nibble on me. And friends, I want to tell you, even if I'm not dead, you have a taste. (laughs) Have a nibble. (laughs) You'd be like, tastes like chinchilla. (laughs) Chinchilla milk. She's real gamey. (laughs) 
I do not probably taste very good because I ate Fritos today. Oh, okay. Well, I'll wait until next week then. Well, I'm not going to start a clean diet for you. You get what you get. All right, then. I don't know. Pigs eat junk and they taste good. That's true. Poor pigs. I'm sorry to the vegans. They're so smart. I'm sorry, Colleen. Pigs are so smart. They are smart and they are they are adorable. I feel so guilty. Anyway, let's keep talking about mental health. All right. So, like my friends who are schizophrenic and have bipolarism and, you know, whatever other mental health issues, fine. As long as you're medicated and you're okay and you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, great. Because I've been to that situation with my depression where I'm like, I want to hurt myself. Take your medication. And this is a cyclical thing that's an issue with people on medication. You get to that point where you feel okay. I'm cured. I don't need any more medication. And then you stop taking it. Why do we do that? Why hasn't the human brain come up with some sort of fail safe? Even with warnings. I remember being warned of that. If you start to feel okay, don't. Just stop right. taking your meds. And what do I do? Hey, I feel great. <laughs> I guess I'm not taking medication anymore. Looks like I'm fixed. Right. No, ma'am. I was uh, not. And then, of course, the low lows come back. And I'm like, why am I so sad? And then Brian's like, did you take your medication? I haven't taken it in two weeks. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, you do. I can take your medication. Hey, crazy. If you feel like you shouldn't take your medication right now, take that medication. Just take it. Take it. If you're with someone and they feel like they shouldn't take their medication, take theirs too. Take it. <laughs> take their medication as well. Eat everybody's medication. Do not take... Okay, is this a good time to say we don't know what we're talking about? Oh, we're not yeah. any kind of medical anything, and we're <laughs> no, not actually not. taking people's medication. We're really not. No, we're really no. not. It's just fun to think about. Yeah. It sounded like for a second that I was promoting suicide. Like, so, I can see why people do it. We don't blame you. You know, the, the building's on fire, just jump. Here's what I want to say. <laughs> don't leave me here alone. God. Don't do it. How dare you? Oh, my God. I can understand why people are like, oh, you have depression? Just go outside and get some sunshine and pet some rabbits. Yeah, no, that's not going to work 100%. It can help in correlation with medication, like exercise has been shown to help your brain and stimulate business so you feel a little less depressed and a little bit more motivated if you eat healthy that helps too i guess if you pet some bunnies that'll help i don't know well yeah i mean having having pets has been shown to be a big help stress and whatnot yeah but it's not one or the other either pet some bunnies or take medication you can do both please yeah that would be good please Take your meds. Please do. That would be terrific. Thanks. Yeah, you have to definitely do... You have to do all of what you can do, right? Like, we need to make the effort to take care of ourselves. So, even if it doesn't feel good, Mm. still get up, you know? Still make the attempt. Or if you don't, try tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe today it's okay to just watch all those cat videos. Oh, I love cat videos. They're cute. I like the ones where they're on the glass tables, and then they put the camera under the mm. table, and it looks like a UFO cat coming yes. in for a landing. Aww, and you, you see, see their little, see little beans. beans? <laughs> <laughs> you I, see their yeah. beans. That's yeah. so cute. I'm a big fan of the beans. Yeah. Well, what I think is interesting is the fact that anybody is not depressed. Like, have you listened to anything lately? Have you watched anything lately? Have you noticed where we live in this world? Like, shit's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely reasons to be depressed in America these days. Oh, that's another thing that most people, I guess, assume that when you have depression that like, oh, well, what's wrong? What do you mean what's wrong? Well, what's the reason why you're depressed? Because I'm fucking clinically depressed, man. Right. There ain't no reason. I have a problem with that because I I definitely, if I think about it, I shouldn't be depressed. I mean, I am not a a candidate. I have enough of everything. I have a great family. I have... But you don't need a reason to be depressed. But yeah, that's the problem. My brain says, guess what? You're still depressed and you suck. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I do suck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what are you anxious about? Nothing. I have anxiety. I'm anxious about everything. Yeah. And what I find for my anxiety, because I do have panic attacks, they are few and far between now, but I used to have them terribly, and they feel like you're having a heart attack, and it's horrible. 
Um, so I find that if you have someone you very much trust, mm-hmm. for me that is my husband because he has seen me at my very worst and at my, I don't think he's seen me at my best. At I don't your know most that naked? Uh, yeah, with just tiny shorts on. <laughs> and I trust him implicitly with everything. Great. Um, so I can, sometimes I call him and just say, hey, I just really need you to talk to me because I'm losing my shit oh, here. Like talk I'm you down. I'm flipping my flip and yeah. I need some assistance. And he will. And... You know, I mean, that's, I wish I could do that for myself, Yeah. but sometimes I can't, and that's okay. Mm. And he's cool with it. Good. So I really appreciate that. Thanks, Thanks baby. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. i cook you something later. Something nice. <laughs> oh, casserole. Hot Some dish. Hot dish with thinly sliced baby oh, or something. Oh, God, why? I don't know. Don't you nibble on anybody. <laughs> Please don't. Marianne. Okay, all right. She's going to eat all her friends. Well, if we're in the Andes and that's my only hope, yeah, I'm going to nibble on you. Can we not go to the Andes? You will, I hadn't planned on it. That doesn't sound like a very good vacation. Stuck in Tesla Studios. <laughs> Day 47. <laughs> I have nibbled half of Kareen. She tastes like hot dish. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. That's going to be a mess. And these seats are white. Ooh. That's a lot. To You're going to want to rethink that. That's true. Just saying. Oh, is that your deterrent for eating you? Yeah, what do you want to have to detail your car? <laughs> Shit. Nobody got money for that. Brian says that meditation helps him a lot. Oh. So, I haven't gotten to that point, probably because I don't meditate at all. <laughs> yeah, it would not be helpful if you choose not to do it. I could see that. What do you mean it's not working because I've never done it? I can put those two together. So if I ever do get a wild hair up somewhere, I'll try some meditation and see what happens. You know, I tried it a couple times, but of course, the first few times you're not going to be any good. Everything's a distraction. Like, it's so quiet. What's going on? And then your brain won't shut up. But I guess that's part of the point, that you want to hear what your brain is saying. But I've done that so much unmedicated. I don't want to hear what my brain has to say. I don't know. I think coping is different for everybody, but... I think getting to a baseline of being okay and not feeling out of control is really important. And then from there you can figure out what what is helpful to you and what is not. Right. I guess I didn't realize I was anxious for a long time. I knew I was depressed, like especially when I was a teenager. People would joke about it like, oh, such a classic depressed teenage Marianne. Like, oh, you're just so depressed. Well, yeah, I am very, very depressed. But I think people just thought I was moody. But I was depressed as fuck. So sad all the time. But, um... Teenage years are a hard time because there's so much going on all at once. Yeah, but, I mean, my teenage years, they were fine. I guess I really didn't have a real teenage issue to be depressed about. It was just, I'm depressed. But looking back on my, like, high school years, I didn't really know that I was anxious looking back on it but um I just remember when I started to drive when I would drive to school every morning I would have like a mild panic attack when I saw the school I was like in the turning lane every morning get in that turning lane and I'm like okay and then I park my car walk in and I'm fine no big deal no problem so I didn't really equate that to anxiety but I really don't know what the deal was, why I was so fucking anxious to go to shul. Well, I knew that I was anxious, but I just assumed that everybody else was too. Oh, really? I just thought that that's the way people were, and I remember thinking, God, this sucks. Really? This is just what people do? This is awful. And come to find out, that's not normal. I mean, it's very common, but yeah. it's certainly not something that's unavoidable. Right. Huh. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that indeed. What if you weren't insane? What would things be like? With medication. Mm. Pills. Pills, pills, pills. Take them pills. Boom, boom. Yeah, meds have definitely been a big deal for me. Definitely yeah. a big, uh, a big... I mean, there are negative side effects, but... None of them outweigh yeah, the positive, letting me live my life right. on a daily basis. The positive outweighs all the negative. Like, Absolutely. Oh, my skin is blemishy. Oh, I'm That's tired. Fine. Yeah, I'm tired, but I'm also not jumping off of a tall building. I know, right? Not so today. Not today. Not today, Satan. And probably not tomorrow. Well, that's good. 
but maybe the next. No, no, no. You look delicious today. <laughs> Stop trying to eat people. We done did it. We solved the mental health crisis. We solved it. Take your medication. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. I'm hopeful that soon there'll be more recognition that people do need access to health care and not just. We have such a weird concept of, well, you can go to the doctor, mm -hmm. but only for these certain things, only physical things. You know, right. if you break your arm, you can go to the doctor. What about, I mean, who decided that mental health isn't important and that your teeth are luxury bones mm. and that it doesn't really matter if you can't see anything? Everyone. Yeah. From even in Spartan times, they, oh, there's a birth defect of some sort. Your child is deaf or blind or mentally Has handicapped a tail. or... Whatever. Oh, oh, you're a depressed type of person? Throw you off that cliff. Like in that movie 300. Right. That's what's up. But some of that, I think, was because they didn't have a way to solve it. You know, I mean, if you were a cave lady and your baby was born and it was sickly and skinny, then I could get you leaving it in the woods because, you know, Dang, you're a cave lady. That's cold-blooded. Well, they, I mean, they didn't have a way to deal with it. But that's if you're like, we have all this, we have the technology. Here you go, baby. But, Be in the woods. But that's not... The caveman times, that's Spartan times. They had a society and a culture and a whatever, whatever. They just chose, like, this is not This is going to be a weak child. Let's it cries too much because it's depressed. Let's throw it away. Well, I guess it's not a depressed baby. I guess it's like a teenager. Is your baby depressed? How does it smell? Tell me. What does a depressed baby smell like? If it smells like a depressed adult, I don't want to smell it. Sure. Smells like it lives in your basement, playing video games. Oh, dear. Is that it? Smells like it lives on chicken tendies. Eating hot dish or something. Oh, boy. All right. But seriously, during the Spartan days, they just got rid of whatever they thought was not going to be a strong spat. And yeah. And then later, the, during the Hitler era, you know, he's trying to get people all on his side and say, oh, the defective people the the blind and the deaf and the people with mental illnesses and the gays and the gypsies we don't call them gypsies anymore it's really do we? weird the way they lump them all, all together, together. Yeah. yeah the undesirables why are like, you here i can't see why are you here i'm from romania yeah exactly what why are you here i'm depressed most of the time mm -hmm. well, okay i don't get it so mental health has had like a bad rap yeah. The longest. I think just because it's hard. I mean, if you see somebody with a broken leg, you can put A and B and C together and figure out what in the hell. Yeah. But if somebody's just acting different, mm -hmm. it's a little bit more difficult to come up with a game plan. But it's interesting because since I have depression and anxiety, if someone says, like, oh, I'm just anxious, like, I completely get it. Say no more. I gotcha. Oh, I'm just depressed. Okay. I got it. No problem. So we. We have the tools to teach America, you know, to not be assholes. We can teach them to not be assholes, but we don't have, like, a cure, quote-unquote. You know, there's nothing, like, it can't be fixed. It's just to be managed. Mm. And I think that throws people off because oh. that's sort of, like, a lifetime of, who knows, some kind of management. I think because there's not a specific protocol it gets people all antsy, and that's, then they don't want to tackle it. That's very strange, because they do that with other things, like glasses. The glasses aren't fixing your eyes. Your eyes still have shit vision, but you put on these magic goggles, and you can see through them. You're still managing your vision with fucking glasses, man. But I would argue that that is sort of fixing, like LASIK and stuff. That's LASIK is different. Fixing. I didn't fix it. I'm just wearing glasses. I also am wearing glasses. And we both take medication, so... And we both wear tiny shorts. We, <laughs> we haven't fixed anything. We have a lot in common. We're just managing. We're just managing things. But sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah. And that's okay. Just keep managing yourself. Until there's a cure for depression, here we are. Depressed as fuck. <laughs> all right, let's go eat some people. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. We don't eat people. We're going to the Andes, y'all. Hungry, go eat some Andy people. <laughs> BRB. Any of you are you named Andy? I'd like to eat you. <laughs> okay, well, mm -hmm. if you want to chime in, send us a note. 
tell us to stop talking or whatever. Send us a dollar. Send us several dollars. Pay us a dollar to stop talking. <laughs> go to our website, tocheapfortherapy.com, or go to our Patreon and look us up in the search bar. Or go to the Instagram. Oh, we got one of those, too. I made a maymay. Oh, made a maymays. I made it myself. Man. Mom, watch me dive. <laughs> so proud of myself. Oh, my God. I made it. You did that thing. I did the thing. It was me. Good. All right. All right. Should we have a send-off? Yeah. Send-off. A sign-off? Yeah. We can send, send off? you off if you want. All right. Bye. Bon voyage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do a sign-off. Okay. By saying, take your pills. And take my pills. <laughs> How about only take what's prescribed to you. If you're a baby. You're like poking people to take everyone else's medication. Listen, I don't control you people. I barely control myself. I don't have it in me today, Marianne. It's okay. I'm uh, too anxious. All right, then. All right. Have a day. Have a day. Bye. Bye. We're so cheap, so cheap. Too cheap for therapy We're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap We're cheap, cheap we're so cheap, so cheap We do our own damn therapy We're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Come get your therapy for free